0: Welcome back to another episode of CCW Insider, where we talk about the matches and stories of wrestling's last territory, Coastal Championship Wrestling. I'm talking with CCW wrestler, The Wrangler, Nick Turner, on today's show. And I can't wait to dive into everything he's got going on in and around CCW. So, Nick,
1: welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, partner. It's good to be here. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, let's start talking. Uh, start by talking about The Wrangler. Do you... I guess my first question, do you have a background in rodeo or something like that?
1: <laughs> uh, um, not so much a background in rodeo. It's kind of funny how I got the coin, the Wrangler. Um, I do come from Texas. Um, I'm a, I'll am always be a Texas boy at heart. Um, but uh, really, it comes from my background in martial arts, believe it or not. I have a background in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, been grappling for a lot of years, almost 15 years now. So uh, really, the, uh, the moniker comes from me just, um, you know wrangling up big boys on the mat you know what i mean choking people with their own geese and whatnot i know it sounds strange but uh you know it's kind of it it kind of stuck you know kind of stuck so i i I like that i like that
0: i i can i I can visualize it now you know you're you know you're wrangling a guy to the mat i guess who gave you the nickname
1: uh that would be my older brother my older brother gave me the nickname he's uh he's a musician he's actually the one who did uh, my very first entrance music um you guys should check him out. He's got a band in Texas by the name of True Fallacy. Got to check them.
0: Okay. Was there a was there a particular story that went with the name, or was it a just around the dinner table one day? You know, what we should call you as the.
1: Pretty much. I, I mean, you know, he's obviously a Texas boy too, so you know, he. Uh, it, it's just something that kind of stuck. You know what I mean? He just kept using the word wrangling, wrangling, wrangling. So uh, you know what I mean. Uh, so it just kind of stuck after a while.
0: You you talked about your uh, your martial arts background. I know uh, maybe it's like a year ago now, but you you had changed up your look a little bit, and you were less uh, cowboy wrangler and I guess martial arts wrangler at that time. You want to talk about uh, what that little period was about?
1: Oh sure, sure. Um, you know I was having a real tough time after my loss to uh, to agony. I was um, I'd really poured my heart and soul into beating that man. You know, if you could call him a man and um, something in me just kind of a, a, a switch in me just kind of flipped after I, I lost to him for the second time. And he put me in a casket when I came out of that casket. I was just a changed man. I was really determined to show the world what I could do skill wise and stop trying to. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I just wanted to I wanted to show what I could do with my martial arts skills and stop having the focus be on the cowboy hats and the boots that I wear. Not to say that I don't like them. Obviously I do, but I just had a different focus at that time. And uh, I'd like to think I did a pretty good job of that in the short amount of time I did it. Um, you know, but the, uh, the, the demand to to bring the cowboy hat and the boots was just too strong for me to ignore. So uh, eventually they came crawling back out.
0: All right. So, in regards, to, in regards to wrestling, uh, did you grow up a wrestling fan?
1: I did. I did grow up a wrestling fan. Um, I, uh, I started watching wrestling when I was a kid, and I only had two or three TV channels on my TV. We didn't have a uh, full cable. And uh, one of those uh, TV channels I got to watch, uh, SmackDown, on Thursday nights. It was on Thursday nights at the time. I want to say it was around 2002, 2003 and uh i just i mean not really it was because it was one of the only things on but even if it wasn't i i mean i just i fell in love with it i fell in love with the drama i fell in love with the characters the stories you know what i mean it was it was uh it was it was so compelling to me it was so entertaining it was even when we did get cable tv that's all i wanted to watch was wrestling you know what i mean and uh uh, you know, I I stayed a wrestling fan even in, into my adulthood, even though I didn't know a whole lot of uh, people who enjoyed it themselves. Sure. So I couldn't relate. I couldn't talk, talk about it to a lot of people. But I always stayed a fan. And, uh, you know, that kind of transitioned into my love for uh, mixed martial arts, you know, watching martial arts, watching uh, true Greco-Roman, like Olympic wrestling, watching, uh, you know, things like the UFC. You know, I'm also a big fan of that. And um, uh, you know, it's it's. I've had my I, it, times where I was more interested and less interested, but you know, I've really, really, really been a a big fan of the sport for well, since about two thousand two, so about twenty years now.
0: Now, since the, I mean, in that time, I guess uh, since then, and certainly way before then, there's always been cowboys and wrestling. Is there a, is there a is there a favorite or anybody that you draw? particular inspiration from
1: oh man my answer to this question is not a popular one ryan um okay. <laughs> you know it, it, because when i have this conversation with people you know i hear things i hear names like stan hansen and oh. i hear names like the von ericks and i hear names like dusty Rhodes, and don't get me wrong legends all of them my favorite cowboy in the sport is jbl
0: the mix it jives with the, the period where you started watching wrestling
1: right exactly he was i mean his his rivalry with eddie guerrero still to this day is one of the it it, it was one of the most personal just deep you know rivalries that you would see on tv they they did things that you know it's it's tough to it's tough to make any sort of analogy on you know who's done better i feel like he is one of the greatest heels, really, of all time. One of the best on the mic. One of the best in the ring. Truly an underrated legend of the sport. I love him. I love him on commentary. I love him in the ring. Man, I would do anything to see JBL back.
0: You know, he, uh, he's one of those guys that it, it took him a long time to get that character right. I mean, he he was uh, Justin Hawk Bradshaw you know mm-hmm. the years that uh, preceded uh, the ones we're talking about here but one of the things i think is unique about him is that there was he wasn't just a cowboy you know you, you think about your stan hansons and those guys that you mentioned those guys were cowboys but jbl there was there was a depth to his character when you when you talk about like the the wealthy uh the wealthy cowboy type of uh,
1: of That's thing. right. The, well, the self-made millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I can see
0: that for sure. There's a lot more, like I said, a lot more depth to that
1: to that particular. It, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. You know what I mean? Uh, character-wise, I think he did something that you know was just it was so simple yet so deep at the same time. And I think uh no one else could have done it quite like him. Like you said, it took him a long time to develop that character, and man, he nailed it.
0: Yeah, and then once he got it, it was sort of the 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 twilight of his wrestling career, but then it just kind of transcended, like you said, for years and years and years on commentary. So, uh, right. it, it, it served him well before, before all, all was said and done. Um, so I, I, you know, I asked you, uh, or I didn't ask you, you kind of brought it up the martial arts thing. I was going to ask, I was going to ask you if you had other athletic pursuits, you know, growing up and stuff like that. And it, it seems like martial arts has already, always been a part of your life. Um, so the natural question I ask is, what kind of skills are sort of transferable? And it well, while it seems obvious in you know one combat sport to to another, um, is there any anything maybe not so obvious about it that is a is a good transferable skill that you have brought from one to the other?
1: Well, uh, that's a that's a good question. Um, obviously, you know being in jujitsu and, uh, also done some kickboxing and things like that. You know, I, I'm no stranger to standing across from an opponent who wants the very same thing I want, you know? So, uh, you know, it's, uh, skills wise and, you know, submission game wise and things like that. There are some things that translate nicely and other things that don't, you know, it's, uh, I'm pretty good at, at, at uh, dragging people to the ground and tapping them out. However, when you add punches and kicks into the fray becomes an entirely separate game. So, you know, it's uh, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. You know um, I would say one of the things that are not so obvious is uh, just the sense of comfort and ease that you feel when you're in that moment, standing across from an opponent that wants the same thing you want, you know, there's always going to be some jitters and butterflies, especially in high profile situations where there's a lot at stake. But I'd like to think that even in my very short amount of time in the wrestling business, I think I'm more comfortable in that ring than a lot of people who have been in the same amount of time I have. I think that I've spent plenty of time with adversity right across from me. And I'd like to think that that helps me quite a bit. I'd like to think that that would be my, uh, you know, my, um, uh, the the thing that's not quite as obvious in terms of helping me out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's it.
0: So you've got this sort of, uh, well, well, so first you're in Florida now you were in, you, you grew up in Texas. What got you to Florida?
1: Well, uh, my family moved down here, uh, when I was younger, um, I had, uh, you know, my dad and my stepmom and my siblings were down here and uh, my 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 birth mother and my older brother, the one I mentioned before, uh, we stayed back in Texas and that's where I spent a good deal of my childhood and, and uh, also portions of my adulthood as well. Um, so, you know, it, it, into my teenage years, I spent some time down here in Florida. You know, I uh, developed a life down here as well and, uh, you know, this is the place where I was when I started watching wrestling and getting into wrestling, things like that. So, uh, you know, I, I've just I've spent a lot of time in my life in both states. I have I have home in both states. You know what I mean? I, I, I really do call both places home. I'm a, I'm a Texas boy at heart. I always will be. I do want to end up back there uh, and, and really live, uh, you know, the older years of my life there. But I do intend to spend quite a bit of time here now as well because, uh, you know, Florida has grown on me in a lot of ways. You know,
0: sure. Two states with extremely rich histories in
1: wrestling, for sure. You got that right. You got that right. In terms of wrestling, I don't think it gets any better than than Texas and Florida in terms of being in the states. Yep.
0: So, so you're in Florida. How did you get to CCW?
1: Ah. Mm -hmm. this is a fun story i like telling this story so uh man and that because of our just busy busy schedule now i gotta admit i lose track of you know shows and the names of shows and the days of shows and man it seems like we're having a show every three or four days now so i was at a show uh basically i me and my wife Would travel to uh, we would go to our jujitsu class, which is about a half an hour away. And CCW used to keep a large banner over a bridge just advertising, you know, wrestling training, you know, come here, give us a call, come be a professional wrestler. I was like, interesting. So, on this banner, they would also advertise shows that they had at the time it was at uh, the Coral Springs Charter School, great venue. I wish I could perform there. Um, so we're like, you know what? Let's check it out. Let's go to one of these shows. It seems interesting. Local wrestling. Why not? I'm sitting here watching Monday Night Raw, watching SmackDown, you know. Be interesting to see it, you know, right here. They got $20 front row seats. <laughs> Can't beat that. So we got two. We went to the show. And this happened to be, you know what? I want to say it might even happen to have been their 16th anniversary show. Okay. Help me out. It was the show where Alex Ocean jumped off of a 25-foot ladder. Shoot. Through two tables, I want to say this was a six-man tag match. It was Will Austin, Matt Striker. They were the tag team champions, okay, and they were defending in a in a ladder match versus Ah Ah. ah I'm struggling. I can't help anyway. you because
0: the because I oh. I only started coming around a couple of years ago, so. You've oh been like, I've been, I, I was, uh, I was watching. So,
1: listen, I know you've seen the clip in our highlights. We, yeah, everyone's true. seen it. Everyone's seen Alex flying down from the heavens. You know what I mean? He was at, I want to say, the third rung from the top on this giant ladder, crashes through this guy on two tables right, right there on the wood floor. Whole crowd chanting, Holy, you know what? I mean, it was just, it was amazing. I mean, and this was the first show we went to. So, naturally we're like okay well we're definitely going to go to every single one there they have one you know not not as many at the time i want to say they had one every couple months or so maybe every six weeks or so so we're like yeah we're going and and you know it's only five extra bucks for front row seats i don't know why we wouldn't do that so we got front row every single time we could get them and you know it was just it was surreal being able to you know and to you know obviously i'm a fan so mm-hmm. being able to high five the baby faces and you know boo the heels it's just you know that experience is just you know i'll never quite get over that i still experience that even at the shows we you know that we do but uh you know really and it's funny the whole uh culmination of that is uh not 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 too long after that i would uh, go on to beat alex uh one-on-one at the very first bash at the brew event so you know, being there and watching him do that at the first show that I saw, the first CCW show that I saw and really getting just really just falling in love with it all the way to having that moment where I could pin the man one on one and him shake my hand afterward. It was just, you know, still the highlight of my career right now, honestly, you know, but, uh, so that's how I got into CCW was just, you know, we saw the banner, we went to the show, we fell in love with it and haven't missed a show since. (laughs)
0: okay now in in general so had so were you training in wrestling at all at that time or or did you start your training at CCw
1: I started my training at CCw and y- y- you know I at the time my work schedule was uh, you know a lot more uh, open and I was I was there four or five hours a day you know sometimes four times a week I was just... I was really putting my body through hell, just trying to get good at it because you know I do have kind of an addictive personality. Once I, uh, it's what happened with jujitsu. I I started it. I fell in love with it, and you know now I've been doing it 14 years. And uh, you know wrestling's kind of the same way. I just I start I started it and and just became you know completely you know I wanted to surround myself with it. You know, uh, but I did. I started at CCW uh, at the time. I was just still just training jujitsu. So just putting on my gi and going to class probably four or five times a week.
0: So you had mentioned before that there weren't a whole lot of people in your adult life that were also wrestling fans. Aside for, aside from your wife who was who's sitting front row with you, who's the first person you told, Hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go train to be a wrestler?
1: Uh oof. Um And what well, and I guess what, the... what was their reaction is <laughs> Well, it's funny because like I had to think about it for a sec because, you know, it's, it's not something you go clamoring to, to, I mean, I guess if you have wrestling, uh, uh, friends who are, you know, fans, you know what I mean? Who are fans of wrestling, but, uh, I'll I'll be honest with you since coming to CCW, that's how I've met all those people in my life. You know, now I have hundreds of friends who are (laughs) fans of wrestling, you know? Uh, but before that, man, honestly, I don't know, brother. I don't know. Um, you know, my, my mom and my grandma are both very cringe when it comes to that kind of stuff mm-hmm. because they don't want me to get hurt. You know sure. what I mean? So that's it's always been the case for martial arts as well. And it's like, you know, it's just what it is, mom. So, you know, just kind of part of it, you know, but yeah. uh, I would say her, I guess, maybe my mom, you know. <laughs> Let her know because, you know, I, it, it, probably because she would see me posting about it on social media and then just be like, what's going on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you doing over there?
1: <laughs>
0: Have they seen you Has your mom seen you perform?
1: Uh, no, she has not. I, uh, I would love to. OK, so my mom is. Um, she got uh, married about eight, nine years ago to this wonderful, wonderful guy. You know, um, it's it's great because me and my older brother, our standards are pretty high when it comes to our mother. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's a fantastic guy and they wanted to have kids. So obviously my mom's a little older and she and her husband, Matson, went through everything they needed to do medically in order to have kids. And now they have two beautiful daughters. And because of that, you know, it took some time. So they're still very young. So my mom, even in her 50s, is taking care of two young daughters. Wow. so because of that i can't really fly her out here on a yeah. whim <laughs> i would love yeah. to you know my dad maybe my dad maybe he's a little less busy not taking care of baby girls or anything like that but um unfortunately no i haven't been able to get my mom down here and nor have i been able to wrestle in texas as of yet gotcha Which is another thing i would love to do as soon as possible
0: well she'll have to settle this for watching you on a, a live you know when you have your yes
1: and i that's again like i said she's very cringe i'm not sure she would uh, i'm not sure she would watch it to be honest with you. there you
0: go okay so i had chris farrow on the show ah, wow may i think it was a, a bit ago and mm-hmm. uh, at the time elevated status had just won the ccw tag team championships and uh, you know i asked i asked chris about his his goals and I think he sent, might have texted you from the show that he, you know, about about getting a, a tag title opportunity together for the two of you, um, and you have had a tag title match with elevated status. Obviously, you, you were on uh, on the winning end of that, but are the is tag team championships with Chris still something that's in your uh, that you're aspiring for at some point?
1: A hundred percent, hundred percent, Ryan. I uh, have nothing. But the wor- but a world of respect for Chris. Chris has been busting his ass in this business. He has first cruiserweight champion, you know, and he deserved it. He deserved it. He busted his butt for it. Uh, and you know, it's funny too because you know, it's 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 only been a couple of years. It's only been a couple of years I've been here, and it's like every time I go back and I look at photos and I look at memories, he's right there, right next to me in every one of them. It seems like you know. So it's like me and Chris are day one guys, you know what I mean? Both, both of us in a relatively short amount of time in this business, he's been in a little longer than I have. Um, and you know, he's starting to get those, those big opportunities and you know what? Couldn't be happier. He deserves them. But in in, in terms of our opportunity, I would love, I would love nothing more than another shot at the CCW tag team championships. You know what I mean? I think he and I could do it. I really do. I really do. I think that we mesh well. I think that we think alike, even for two guys who are n- not alike when you take a look at us. But, uh, you know, it's it's like I said, because of our close connection since day one, I really think we could pull it off. I really do.
0: All right. Well, uh, elevated status, you're on notice. <laughs> That's right, partners. Notice. From, a, from, a, from the single side of things, you know, you got... Uh, Alex Chamberlain you got um, Ariel Levy what do you think of the current crop of singles champions in CCW
1: oh um, I have obviously been in the ring with these guys Um, right now CCW's uh, championship situation I don't think it could look any better to be honest with you I think the right guys are champions And I'm not so sure Cha Cha Charlie would agree with me on that one. Probably not. (laughs) Let me explain, partner. Let me explain. You got a guy like Alex Chamberlain, who I've been in the ring with twice. I've I've tried my hand with this guy twice, and he's just—he's humbled me both times. The first time, I I, really—I'd like to think that I was a little underprepared. You know, uh, I—I hadn't—I hadn't put as much study time into this guy as I probably should have, and I paid the price for it. And I came into that second match, you know, a little wiser and a little more ready and a little more uh I would say uh composed. But uh once again, he's just he Alex stays a step ahead of you. He stays a step ahead of you. He he can see where you are from a distance and he stays a step ahead of you, and he uses that as a as a like a a way to trick you he, he up uh, he he gets you to think in the ring the way he wants you to think it really is i mean it's a spectacle that man is he's a, he's a technician in the ring it's been at it a long so time for him he's a very long time very long time. and it shows it shows he you know he, he he's made me better and i appreciate him for that but in terms of uh you know him as the southeastern champion I mean, I, I I saw a lot of guys challenge Jackal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jackal always got time. him. Jackal always got him. And I know that uh, you know uh, you know Alex had a little help in in this one, but uh, I I I think that he is going to hold that title for a very long time. I really do. As far as Ariel Levy goes, ah, I wish I could say I had as much respect for him. I wish <laughs> I could say I had as much respect for him. Uh, last time I was in the ring with that guy, he punched me in my gut with some brass knucks. Oh. Ref was distracted. He took some brass knucks out of his crotch. And he punched me in the stomach with him, and I had to wear a bandage on my stomach for three days after that. So, at least I can say Alex beat me clean. Ariel, on the other hand, ah. mm. however, he is also a technician in the ring. You know, he's, he's uh he he's 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 worked very hard to get where he is as well like him or not you know with his newfound attitude since uh since disbanding the south american alliance and 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 getting rid of bill alfonso uh he's just really he's really stepped up his game and like him or not, you have to respect him i mean you just got to you know. Like I said, I think the right guys are champions right now. Elevated status, same thing. You know, me and Chris came at them with all we had. I, I'd be lying if I said we did, not you know. But, uh, yeah, right guys are champions right now. It's going to take something really special to, to dethrone any one of these guys.
0: So what are your immediate and, long, and long-term goals in CCW?
1: Well, my immediate goals, especially, I, uh, I want to stay busy at the shows that we have built from the ground up bash at the brew, for example, you know, I've been there since the very first one, you know, other people are coming into bash at the brew and discovering what a big spectacle it is. I seen, I seen it since the moment we laid soil there, you know, it's, I've watched, I watched it. I watched it happen. I was a part of it. You know what I mean? I helped build it even. Um, so Come hell or high water, I want to be involved in this show, one one fashion or another. You know what I mean. Even if it's just standing there and hanging out with fans all night long. Bash at the Brew is, in terms of shows, Bash at the Brew is my home. I love it. However, another goal I have and something else we've been really building and working towards is breakout. Yeah, breakout at our training facility in Pompano. Um, you know we've worked really hard in, uh, you know not only building a special show but turning this facility into a special venue. You know, this, this past month, we had an, uh, we had a show called the Kumite biggest event we've had at this arena so far. And most, I mean, the crowd was insane. Uh, The matches were incredible. Every one of them inside a steel cage. We kept the steel cage up all night long. I mean, you know, who, who does that? It's just, you know, so we're really, (laughs) we're really building something, special here and i'm just i gotta i gotta tell you and i have this discussion with my wife all the time i am so incredibly humbled and honored to be a part of it i really am you know what i mean like i said i came from just being front row fans and you know we were we were there for some really special moments that i still get to talk about now with people who i you know who i call my colleagues and get to see from you know every day instead of just paying to see them you know these guys are my friends now so this whole experience is just—it's—it's it's surreal in a lot of ways. You know what I mean?
0: So you had, so you, you have um, been with the with CCW and the training facility for a for a bit now, and I wonder, can you talk about what it was like, uh, what changes or pivots were were did you feel in the company when Gann Grell came in? as the lead lead trainer?
1: Um, you know, Gangrel coming in as a lead trainer was, uh, it was, it was a big adjustment for a lot of us. You know what I mean? I think, obviously, overall, it's been a very positive thing. You've seen CCW grow in a lot of ways since they came in. You know what I mean? And I say they because he came, but so did his team. You know, so did his team. And uh, a lot of people that he trusts people that he's trained, you know what I mean? And again, I uh, I've I've always been a person that looks up to hard work. I respect people who bust their butts. Mm-hmm. That's the case and that and that is true about every single one of those guys. Every single one of them. Um not only that, <laughs> but my favorite wrestler in the world is Edge, who happens to be a good friend of Gangrels. Sure. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of you know that's kind of an interesting dynamic as well and to hear to hear him refer to him as adam and show me a picture he got on his phone of uh of of edge's daughter lyric wearing edge's coat from wrestlemania and he's just got it right here because his friend adam sent it to him and i'm like man this is crazy yeah uh i'm getting goosebumps thinking about it um you know but he's uh he's he's he continues to make us elevate our game, to make us step things up. To Nothing is ever good enough. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's not a pessimistic statement. That's that's an optimistic statement. That means you continue to build and get better and better and better. And a guy like Gangrel, and especially the people that he trusts, like I said, it's they. It's, it's not just him. He, he brought a team with him that has elevated CCW to what you see today. I mean, this is in 18 years ccw is is you know uh, uh, production wise show wise i mean frequency of shows everything everything is up and continues to go up (laughs) you know yeah Yeah,
0: double shots the last two weekends i think you know friday shows and saturday shows both
1: that's becoming that's becoming the norm you know it's becoming the norm to where a a one show weekend is a is 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 a easy weekend you know what i mean it's like a Oh, we got, we got a Saturday show. Awesome. We get to hang out Friday night. We get to do our thing on Saturday, and then we get to rest on Sunday. And that's become the easy weekend. Now yeah. we're doing, you know, sometimes three a week. I yeah. mean, it's just crazy.
0: Absolutely. So uh, for the purposes of people who may not have actually seen a Nick Turner match, is there one on YouTube that you would point them to go watch?
1: Ooh. Yeah. Um... There's a few that I like, especially, I would say, uh, the, the three right off the bat that come to my mind, um, definitely myself versus Alex ocean at bash at the brew one. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and when you watch that one on YouTube, uh, you know, we were, we were filming that one with some cell phones at the time and, you know, our production wasn't quite what it is today. So just be prepared for a little bit of graininess, but a good match nonetheless. Um and you can see what 20 months of growth looks like, right? Honestly, in it's, it's interesting. It's interesting, yeah. you know, and that's not to say it's bad production. It's just to say that, you know, like I said, it's just a testament to how much we've grown, right? right. Um, so definitely myself versus Alex Ocean at the first bash at the brew. Um, and then I, I, I very much like my match the very next month against Agony, who at the time, the two were very close. Uh, I can't say... Can't say that uh, to be the case today, unfortunately. But at the time, the two were very close. Uh, they referred to themselves as American Horror Story. And uh, Agony, it didn't sit too well with him that I had pinned his, uh, his friend. So, uh, you know, he, he wanted me one-on-one for Bash at the Brew, too. So definitely watch that match as well. Um, the, uh, the sequences in that match and some of the things I was able to... Uh, display i just you know i i really like that one I, that, that's the one i like to show people Okay. and the third one and final one i would say is actually one of my more recent matches and it happened at the kumite
0: nice
1: yeah yeah and then when that one gets real I'm, I'm not sure if we've actually had that one air yet but when we do oh my goodness i can't wait to see it i want to see those highlights we had a bull rope match inside a steel cage myself and alan martinez all right. I, I'd like to think that we had one of the more exciting matches on the show. And it was a, you know, uh, the, the crowd was really into it. I was really into it and, you know, definitely want to check that one out. So those would be the three I would say. So bash at the brew one, bash at the brew two, and then hopefully they release that bull match uh, pronto. I,
0: I think so. Um, I want to say, I, I hope I'm not saying this wrong, but I think Nelio said that the whole show is going to be released soon.
1: So excellent. There you go. Even better, honestly, because you're going to want to watch the whole show. Absolutely. (laughs) Some crazy, crazy stuff in that one.
0: All right. Nick, anything else you want to tell people before we get out of here?
1: Um, well, guys, uh first of all, I'd just like to say that, you know, obviously, thank you so much for the support. You know, uh, it's uh it's it's been a short amount of time in this business, and you know, people continue to make me feel like I've been here a lot longer, not just with the love and support but just with the the trust you know what i mean um and i it, it it's it's i wish i'd done this a lot sooner you know what i mean i wish i'd done this a lot sooner and earlier and younger in life and you know um but i'm here now and that's what matters um other than that you know just uh keep coming to ccw shows because like i said we are only improving everything's improving the talent is improving. The shows themselves, I mean, you know, you're going to get more of them. We're we are expanding to more places. We're expanding to more states. We're going to be going across international waters soon, you know. Um, I mean, that's it. Just keep supporting. Keep supporting in, indie wrestling. There you go.
0: So you can purchase your live event tickets at CoastalChampionshipWrestlingFL.com. You can watch a live wrestling every Tuesday on the CCW YouTube channel. That's at 7 p.m. And watch out for the Wrangler, Nick Turner, on all those episodes. Nick, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate you, brother.
0: All right. You have been watching CCW Insider, produced by Minutes to Time in association with Coastal Championship Wrestling.